The Utah Jazz complete utter ability to score in first quarters is limiting their ability to win basketball games. Pretty simple. It's locked on jazz. You are locked on jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 6th of March. The Jazz attrition has taken out their juice. And their lack of offensive prowess early in game has them playing from behind. And it's simply too much to ask. The lack of three-point shooting is not a solvable problem. So where are the Jazz heading? High-level play in the NBA is a reminder of the next tier. It's a Trends Monday and... We might as well, since we're kind of on the outside in for the first time, play NBA Draft Lottery. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider, and this is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen We are free, available on every podcasting app, as well as on YouTube, where you can join the community, join the group, chat about what it's like to be a Jazz fan right now as a a disappointing offensive weekend in Oklahoma City. Uh, Has the Jazz now 10th in the Western Conference, and suddenly the lottery is looking more likely than the play-in with a brutal schedule the rest of the way for the Utah Jazz. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate you. This is hard, I think, for Jazz fans because we've had this kind of exhilarating season. And then I think, you know, what I truly think has happened, I think, I don't know if I've discussed this uh, with you guys. I've had this conversation a lot. What what happened is, you know, we all went into the season kind of understanding. I remember doing one of my first shows. It's a 36 to 48 month process and everything has to be viewed through that lens. And then Lowry was great and... Walker and Ochive in surprises, and Jordan showed another side of his game, and, and and Mike held up relatively well, and all these things took place, and we were f- hovering a little bit well above 500, and then we got to 500 after the Mike injury, and then we stayed in 500, and we stayed in the play, and then all of a sudden, all of us, including myself, switched our focus to the micro on the night-to-night basis of how the team is playing and and how the, and whether the team is, is winning and whether we're going to make the play, and, and the fact of the matter is that really the 36 to 48 month window that we're all that the jazz are in here of trying to get the team up to a championship level is where we where our mindset should be but that's impossible and so now all of a sudden you have these games and it feels kind of disappointing so um i don't know if it is um in the big picture uh disappointing i think what we're seeing take place right now is just a war of attrition and the jazz are worn out i mean we're putting some lineups on the floor that just are not you know, are not viable long-term lineups for teams to win games. I and mean, we had some grouping. We had it Juan Toscana, Anderson, Johnny Juzang, Damian Jones, Simone Foncecchio, and Talon Horton Tucker to open the second quarter the other night. None of those guys were rotation players in the uh, when the before the trade deadline. Now. <coughs> Excuse me, Will played around and put Kelly Olynyk onto the floor of that group in the third quarter. 
in the fourth quarter, and they got much better. And this is, you know, a little bit of what you're trying to do. You're trying to find the little matches of what's going on. But what's really happened, and we kind of knew this when the year started, is that Mike Conley was the thread that was holding this thing together. Our first quarter offense has been below a point of possession in the first quarter of all but two games since the Mike Con- since with all but three games since the Mike Conley trade. So the first game against Minnesota, we are fine. Here's our offensive rating in first quarters. Offensive rating, by the way, league average is about 115 now. Um, anything under 105 is actually pretty tough. Uh, anything over 125 is pretty great. Kind of a good way to look at it. Uh, it used to be 100 and 120, but offense is up so much. So here's our first quarter offenses for the recent stretch. Toronto in 97, Knicks 98, Indiana 99, Memphis 86, Thunder 98, Spurs game 1, 95, Spurs game 2, 112. Oklahoma City game 1, 112 last night, 71. 71 in the first quarter last night was our 64th best offensive performance of the year in first quarters. I believe we have played 65 games. We were worse against the Rockets in the first quarter on the fourth game of the season. Uh, Some of this is, hey, Colin Sexton goes out in that Memphis game and we suddenly lose that. And then we've been playing this kind of Jordan Clarkson or Lowry marketing game. And when you don't have one of those guys and it allows Lou Dort to go guard the other. And so, you know, we you really are, are seeing if you kind of, if you look at it, which some of what you're seeing is like what it takes here. And boy, does it take a lot to be great. Like you, if you're going to have Lou Dort on the other team, you better have another bona fide scorer on the floor or it's going to be really, really hard for you to be able to get the ball to Jordan Clarkson or be able to get the ball to Lowry Market. By the way, today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. The promo code locked on. That's PrizePix.com. Promo code locked on. I mean, I want to do my PrizePix ad right now, but like, if I know that we're playing only one guy, and you're going up against Lou Dort, like, that's a pretty good PrizePix play right there. Uh, and so we're just. This is just a, a little bit of a war of attrition for the Jazz right now. Uh, and the offense is the offense is really the struggle. And the offense seems to have worn out the defense a little bit. So our offensive performances last night turned out to be fine, which is a little misleading in the sense that you uh, had that first quarter that was so miserable and then people play the score. That's what's hard when you get to this point is the other team plays the score, and so sometimes evaluation's hard. But if you look at our recent games against, so we've played 65 games, Memphis was our seventh worst defensive game of the year or eighth wor- seventh worst defensive game of the year. Thunder, first Thunder at home was our ninth worst defensive game of the year. Spurs was our worst, or excuse me, offensive, offensive, offensive. Uh, so again, Memphis was our, without Colin, this is since Colin went out. So if we don't have all of our guys, we don't have Colin, Jordan, and Lowry, and every single one of these games, we're missing one of our guys. Like the war of attrition is just wearing us down. Memphis uh, was our seventh worst offensive game. Thunder was our ninth worst offensive game. Spurs game we lost was our worst offensive game of the year. And then Thunder first game was our third worst offensive game of the year. Last night actually turns out fine. It's not. 
The unfortunate thing is both the last two games against the head-down driving Thunder, the defense, which had been really pretty good, our third and fourth best defensive performances of the year against the Spurs, our 11th best against the Thunder in Salt Lake, our 32nd and 26th against Indiana and Memphis on the road. Like, actually, Toronto was a really good defense. We'd had a lot of really good defensive performances. The last two games, the defense fell apart a little bit as well. So it's just really hard right now. And some of it's just we don't have, you know, you, you lose Malik Beasley and you lose... Uh, Mike Conley, and you just don't have the shooting. You know, if you go kind of dig into our three-point shooting here recently, and it just, you have to be able to make three-point shots in this league. Um, And over the last five games now, we are 62 of 200, or 65 of 212, which is 31% from three. And the corner three, which was our, which is what we've predicated the offense on and built the offense about, and really become like was our kind of claim to fame going going into last night's game was thirty two percent for the last five games. We were at forty percent early in the year. We were two of our last twenty at one point on corner threes last night before. Um, and I and then Tecchio hits I think two of them that straightens out that number a tiny bit uh, last night. But just I am pulling it up as we speak right now. Um, so last night we were 3 of 11, so it's actually not any better. Our last f- three games on corner threes were 5 of 29. So we just, you know, hey, we just don't have the shooters. We don't have the prowess to to kind of get these things done, and, it, and it's and it's getting it's going to get a little tough here, I think. And obviously if Lowry comes back and Jordan comes back and Colin comes back all at the same time, you have three bona fide scorers. And some of this can get better. Above the break, three-point shooting, which has not been great for the season. It's only 34%. It's been 32% uh, after the Minnesota game since the trades. Um, and I think this, you know, our corner three shooting I just talked about, it's not, it's 41% for the season. I mean, we were really the best in the league since the trades were 32% from corner threes and 32% from above the break threes. So offense is really the struggle. The war of attrition has worn us out and it, it makes it awfully tough. Uh, right now for the Utah Jazz. Uh, I want to talk about just kind of some of the stuff we saw in the league and some high, um, as well as uh, we'll do our daily trends and then we're, we're going to play the lottery every day for the rest of the way, just for the fun of it. See if we can have some have some fun with our offensive struggles and, and watch where we sit and how it plays out and root against the Minnesota Timberwolves as well. It's a Monday edition of Locked on Jazz and it's brought to you by our friends over at Murdoch Chevy. Located in Woods Cross, also located in Logan, uh, in Logan, Murdoch Chevy is the Murdoch family. Over 80 years in Utah, making sure that you have the best experience you can possibly have, as well as as well as making sure that you've got the best lineup of trucks out there, which is the Colorado and the Silverado. Absolutely awesome setup of trucks. Uh, of those two solves every need you possibly have. And then the SUV lineup is really solid as well. Of course, it's let off with the Suburban and the Tahoe. But it runs all the way down to the tracks and the Blazers and the Trailblazer and Chevy's got the whole lineup for you. So if you're looking for a new truck, the Silverado and Colorado are simply the best-made trucks on the market. And the Murdoch family's been in Utah for over 85 years making sure that you have the best experience you possibly can. So go stop by Murdoch Chevy, located in Woods Cross. Also in Logan, feel free to email me first for your VIP meeting. Today's edition of Locked on Jazz is also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. 
Prize Picks gives you the 100% deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. Like I was saying, I'm not allowed to bet. I'm not allowed to give betting advice, so it's after the fact. So, like, Lou Dort, best defensive player in the league, injuries, only one score. You, those are the things you're looking for. Can you find those little nooks and those little crannies uh, so that you can get yourself a perfect matchup? Because you're not betting against other people in prize picks. What you're doing is you're actually picking uh, – against projections. So you pick two to six players. If they're going to go score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25% of your money on any entry. Prize picks offers projections on any sport, including all of March Madness stuff that's coming up here, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, the rest. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in 30 states or more download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with a promo code lockdown if you deposit $100 prize picks will give you $100 if you deposit 50 prize picks will give you 50 don't forget to enter the promo code lockdown at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100 with a promo code locked on Thanks very much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. For your second listen, Locked On Sports Today is the 22-minute recap of all things sports that's taking place in the sports world. I'm also really enjoying Locked On NBA Big Board right now. Those guys are doing uh, fabulous, fabulous work. Um, Richard and Raphael did a seg- uh, show last week on kind of guys that might prosper for March. Leaf Tuline uh, did a segment. He's an incredible draft expert. Uh, And you're going to get a lot of, I think you're going to get a lot of Leaf coming up here on Locked On, heading toward the draft. Um, And Leaf did an incredible segment on top 10 players in the draft, so some great stuff there. I I don't want to, like, hey, we're talking about the offensive struggles in the big picture. Let's talk about, like, a little bit of what we're getting here is an opportunity to see guys do things. And Johnny Juzang really doing some neat stuff. Like, if you look at Johnny Juzang's career, he goes, he's out of Harvard-Westlake in Southern California, which is, Actually, it was one point ranked the number one high school in the country. Um, and so Johnny Juzang is, and he goes to Kentucky. He's a top 30 recruit in the class of 2019. And he goes to Kentucky. He plays there for a year. He plays 28 games. He plays about 12 minutes a night. And then he goes to UCLA and has that incredible 2021 season. Scores 16 points a game and is, you know, really has, carries them to the, deep into the final uh, to the NCAA tournament and uh, is super impressive in, in all that he's doing there. Um, then his next year, he, come, he doesn't go up pro. He comes back for his next year, and he's solid. But for whatever reason, he kind of gets himself out of the draft picture and goes undrafted at six foot seven, 215 pounds. Little bit of a belief that he doesn't have a three-point shot in the process. Um, a little bit of a belief that um, he he might not translate into the NBA game, and he scores 20 points a game for the Stars. And last night, he does a really, really nice job with a three-point shot. His footwork is good. There were a lot of indicators last night that this guy has a real chance. Now, I always get really nervous when we decide that a guy is that good um, when he just makes a bunch of shots, right? But there were things like he came off a curl and got his feet set. Um, 
he did go, you know, he went three of six from three. He hit his corner threes. But frankly, you know, that's pretty important too is the fact that he's been playing a lot of G League time and he's got to be able to prove in his G League time that he can shoot it and he's done that. So this is one where I think, you know, you see Johnny Juzang have a night like that and you need, and Johnny Juzang um, has to, you know, has to continue to play. Um, and has to uh, just continue, like, to show some rebounding and some assists and doing some other things along the way. And and But this is where the next 15 games, kind of one of the comments I think that Justin Zanuck said at one point is, we're going to know about our players. We're going to know. We're not going to finish this year not knowing about our players. I think there was a little feeling inside the organization that when they let Jared Butler go, that they never really got a large enough sample size to know whether or not he was that good, and they want to make sure that they know. So get him in NBA games, get him in big-time matchups, and see. I think Chris Dunn's getting super interesting. Like, Chris Dunn, 17 points, two rebounds, three assists. Again, I do get a little nervous about all these numbers coming when you're down 20, and um, and you're looking at those um you know, some of the some of the intensity level on the defensive end might not be the same, uh, and and you can get a little, you can get a, I think you can get a little overly excited about analysis, but hey, you got to make shots. So like, you got to still make shots, do things, make plays, um, and do all those things. So I don't want to under, I don't want to undersell it, but I do get a little nervous. You'll hear that from me a lot. Like, hey, we were down twenty last night going into the second half. And all of a sudden, our offense goes from a 97 to a 115. Like, to me, that just means that Oklahoma City played the score. Teams play the score all the time, right? First half last night, like, is it we got better or did they play the score? That I guess that's, you know, you could take each side of it. I have a tendency to side on how they played the score. Um, so, when you, when you look at it, but... You know, this is an op- This is kind of what the next set of games are. Is like, we're short on guys. We've had attrition. Let's let Johnny Juzang play and see what he can show, right? First half last night, the Jazz goes 16 to 42. Johnny went two of two. We shoot 38% and 24% from three. We're down 19. Second half last night, the Jazz shoot 59% from the field and 38% from three. You still got to make the shots, right? Like, I got that. Uh, Clarkson last night. Nine assists in the second half definitely helped. He kind of figured out how to handle Lou Dort. Lou Dort got in some foul trouble, attacked, made plays for other guys. So I think the Johnny Juzang story is really interesting. And I think uh, this is kind of where what we're doing is getting a chance to see this guy make some plays, see what he can do. The other one is, you know, Walker and Ochai. Ochai comes off a curl last night from right to left, and another time he comes off a curl from left to right. And, and both times... He makes really, really good plays um, and finishes at the basket with his left hand and finishes the basket with his, uh, or at least got to the basket with his right hand. Took five free throws last night, which has been my concern is that he just simply, you know, isn't getting the foul line at all. Well, five was a career high last night. So I think you start to see things like that from Ochai. And frankly, the crazy one last night is in 30 minutes, Ochai was even on the plus minus. You see Walker last night, 17 minutes, 10 rebounds, five blocks, a force. Walker is the fourth best rim defender in the NBA right now. It's incredible. The only guys better than Walker so far this year, defending at least five shots within six feet, are Draymond Green, Defense Player of the Year, two-time. Giannis, Defense Player of the Year. And Jared Jackson Jr., who will win Defense Player of the Year this year. Or could. 
right? He or Brooke Lopez should win Defensive Player of the Year this year. Um, so really, truly uh, remarkable kind of by Walker. So there's a lot of, like, hey, as much as I focused on, and if you, you know, what's going on, which is we just can't score. We just had a, an attrition to our offensive players and, and we're not able to score, is that there are a bunch of little high-level plays that are being made by guys. So Ochai coming off the curl with a left hand to a finish. Ochai coming off a right hand, that's a high-level play. Johnny Juzang making some shots and looking like he belongs. That's a high-level play. We've got some really good teams coming up. Let's see what he can do. Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn looks every bit a backup point guard in the NBA. Now, he really is not a particularly natural shooter, but has he figured out? He shot over 40% from three in the G League this year. Has he figured out how to shoot? Enough. It's a slow, methodical release. But you know what? So far with the Jazz, he's he's hit, you know, I think about four over 40% of them. Um, six of 14, is that the answer? He's got his little floater in the lane. He looks really comfortable with that. He's making it at a high, high level, maybe too high a level um, to maintain. But it has been, you know, Chris Dunn is another positive in here of high-level play. So we're seeing some nice high-level play moments from a bunch of Jazz players in the midst of a massive offensive struggle. Um, Kelly Olenek deserves some praise, too. 15 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. He continues um, to do a lot of things really, really well um, for the Jazz in those matchups. Uh, all right, league trends, and we'll play our first lottery of the year. Just might as well have some fun with it all here on Locked on Jazz. Your, thank, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. I've got just a cadre of Built Bars over there uh, carrying me through this massively long road trip. Oh, mental state of the road trip. I'll have to update everyone. Oklahoma City. It's just a miserable place. Um, so built bar, let's talk built bar. Let's talk 130 calories, four grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And we've tell you how to go to get a built.com. Use a promo code locked on 15 or locked 15 to get your 15% off. Well, now you can go to a local Walmart and Sam's club. You can get the four box cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. If you're nearby Walmart. And if you're close to Sam's club, you can run in and grab a 13 bar box of hit flavors, brownie batter churro. And you can thank me later for doing that. Or you can do it the old school way and go to built.com. They have vanilla cream is back today, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. Brownie buffs are now gluten-free, and all the other great flavors are there for you as well. It's all our good friends over at Built. Thanks very much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. I strongly suggest Locked On NBA Big Board to fire you up for the NBA draft. All right, let's do Trends Monday. Boy, the games were amazing. You watched that Phoenix-Dallas game last night. You watched that Milwaukee-Philadelphia game on Saturday. You watched some of these games. Boy, Golden State-Lakers, actually, Anthony Davis. I mean, you can understand, like, you got to have superstar talent in this league. Bonafide, big-time superstar talent in this league. Massive superstar talent. Like it, I mean, it's a really interesting question of where Donovan and Rudy fit in that. We just don't need to do it anymore, but it's a, it's a really interesting question. It might really answer why Danny did what Danny did. Um, because you watch... Giannis and Harden and Embiid 
and Durant and Booker and Doncic and Kyrie and Anthony Davis last night and Steph usually. He's not quite right on his first game back. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. The shot making, the play, the game. Just truly awesomeness uh, in this league right now. It's just, it's incredible. All right, let's go to the last 10 games. This will now, last time we did this, it was not great because but this is now since the trade deadline. The number one offensive team in the league is Sacramento, followed by the Knicks. Isn't that crazy? They've won 9 of 10, and Tom Thibodeau's team is the number two offensive team in the last 10 games. Mavericks, who are 4-10 and 10 in this standpoint, are the third best offensive team. Philadelphia is fourth, and Milwaukee, whose offense has been a struggle, is up to five. Denver is six. So the best teams offensively have clicked in. Sacramento one, Knicks two, Dallas three, Philadelphia four, Milwaukee five, and Denver six over the last uh, 10 games. Who are the teams who are struggling to score? San Antonio or Detroit's at a 105. San Antonio's at 106. We'll see Charlotte 107 offensive rating. They're 5-5. Five and five. Miami still can't score. They're 27th. Brooklyn and then Orlando, who we'll see on this trip as well. So two games coming up on this trip against teams that are struggling to score. Uh, the Jazz in the last 10 games are 22nd in the league offensively. Remember, we were 4th. Who's the best defensive teams in the league in the last uh, 10 games? Memphis is 1. Bucks 2. Lakers 3. Charlotte is 4. Toronto's five and Orlando is six. So Orlando and Charlotte have a tough time scoring, but they're playing great defense. Teams that aren't defending at all, t- Portland is a disaster, 125, 124. Sacramento is two. Indiana, Houston, and then Dallas not defending at all. So fifth worst defensive team in the last 10 games for Dallas, which is since the Kyrie trade. Clippers are not defending either in that stretch. Let's go to the last two weeks and take out blowout time using cleaning the glass. That'll give us a little bit of a different perspective sometimes. Oh, wait a sec. I forgot to do one thing in there. Uh, Who are the best teams overall? I just gave you offense, defense. So let's look at who are the best teams in the last 10 games. The Knicks are number one. Milwaukee's two. Denver's three. Cleveland holds to four. Memphis five and Philadelphia six. Not a good weekend for Memphis. The worst teams in the league over the last stretch are San Antonio, Houston, Detroit, Brooklyn, Portland, and Miami. All right. For your most recent trends. The best offense in the NBA over the last two weeks now, and this is going to be somewhat similar. Those are six games instead of nine, so this is a little bit more minute. Sacramento, New York, Dallas. Atlanta, it's interesting since Quinn took over, probably. Milwaukee and Philadelphia. So Sacramento, New York, Dallas, Atlanta, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia are the best offenses in the NBA the last two weeks. Teams that can't score right now are Detroit, Charlotte, Boston, San Antonio, Toronto, and Utah. Toronto's still hanging in there. Defensively, the best teams in the league over the last two weeks are the Warriors, Charlotte, we'll see on this trip, Lakers, Toronto, Memphis, and then Utah. Non-blowout minutes, we come out six best defensive team over the last five games. They had those two really good games against San Antonio. Houston, Sacramento, Portland, Clippers, Dallas, Indiana, not defending at all. The best point differential teams over the last two weeks are the New York Knicks, Milwaukee Bucks, Phoenix Suns, Atlanta Hawks, Golden State Warriors, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Pretty interesting. Uh, Number one. Point differential overall in the NBA right now is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Is that true? Boston just lost enough that now 
the overall point differential, number one point differential in non-blowout minutes is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Are they a legit title contender? I don't feel like they are. I feel like it's just Milwaukee, Boston, Philly. Hmm. Two teams in the top ten offensively and defensively are Cleveland, Boston, Memphis, Philadelphia. That's it. And no one, Boston's the only team top five in both. I still think Boston's probably the favorite here. All right, let's have some fun. Let's do our first ever lottery simulation. As of right now, the Jazz come in with the 11th pick, and we have Minnesota as a play, playoff team as the 18th pick, and we hit the lottery, and the Lakers win the lottery, and the pick goes to the New Orleans Pelicans. Indiana would pick second. Washington picks third. Charlotte fourth. Detroit fifth. Houston sixth. And San Antonio seventh. My goodness, that would be a disaster for them after going through that season. Orlando eight. Chicago nine. That goes to Orlando. So Orlando would have eight and nine. Portland 10. Oklahoma City would pick 11th. The Jazz would pick 12th. In our lot first day lottery, New Orleans would pick 13th. That would go to the Lakers, Toronto 14th. And Minnesota would pick 18th. We would get that pick. We would also get the Philadelphia pick at 27. So in our first ever lottery, the Jazz end up 12th, 18th, and 27th. That is Locked on Jazz. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in.